0: Can we just talk? Can
1: we just talk about where we before we get lost? All right, back here on the sports grind Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark produces Spin the One and Twos. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. 877 37 Grind is your number. Um. But, yeah, real quick before we leave the Acuna situation, I just think it's going to be, you know, this is a Braves team that in the last few years have showed us that they compete for world championships, and they're there usually at the end. Great, you know, regular season team, Uh, a lot of history with the Atlanta Braves, but Acuna is their best player and pretty much the face of the Braves and one of the faces of baseball. Um, So... In his, th- this would be intriguing to me because I normally don't pay attention to baseball contract negotiations like I do with football. But a player like Acuna, and I me mean, kind of looking at those numbers of the contract he just signed, like you said in two thousand nineteen, um, he's kind of outplayed that. And in the the money that is given to some people that have signed contracts after him, you can kind of see. Why he's asking for his agent for a new deal, but the history of baseball will tell you um, the owners, they they usually in the general managers and owners. When they've got control of a player and they've got him, especially if he's a superstar player like Acuna, or he's come up through the farm system and you got him on his rookie deal, they usually keep their teeth sink in and they don't really basically budge until they really have to. So that's why this is going to be a very interesting how this plays out.
0: Well, from here and again, if he's expressing that he wants to be a brave for the rest of his career, baseball's totally different than the basketball and even football. Uh, to where he I mean his prime could still be another 10 years to be in 36 um, from, from his age now and they've only got control of him for what essentially the next five. but with with it, this, this is where like I said, if he's expressing that he wants to be a brave for the rest of his career, it can really start to take an ugly turn because what we do have in baseball that we don't have in basketball or even um, the NFL is arbitration. If you don't feel like you were compensated your value to the team and you've already and like he's he's already delivered on on a World Series in that time. All right. So if you feel like you you have outperformed your contract, there are ways to handle this. Um and, and try to hold the club accountable before we start to see him flex or attempt to
1: flex what the NBA is doing in terms of the player movement of wanting more control? Well, I don't, I mean, I'll have to take your word for it, but you'd have to double check that because I don't know. With a player under contract, um, and if it's not their rookie contract, I don't know if the team has to go to arbitration with them. Um, I, I, I don't know if that works that way. In regard, unless you're talking about like you're to the end of your rookie deal where the team has the rights on you, but Acuna's already signed a new contract. So I don't know if it works that way where he the team would have to go to arbitration with him. Well, I, um, I know
0: when, uh, when he, I know you don't like him, but Bauer, when he was in Cleveland, that he took them to arbitration every year. Every year to, because he was in okay. the Cy Young talks, everything, and he just wanted his value. And that's where he wouldn't sign, and and especially a franchise like Cleveland that's not known to pay its players. Um, you know, and that's where he he eventually worked his way out and then signed that but massive if, contract with the Dodgers.
1: But if say that's the case, and um, and I do recall some of those. Uh, I don't know if he was technically a free agent at that time, or he was steady just doing it every year. If he was on one deal, I can't remember. But let's just say hypothetically, you're right. Um, you still got to prove. You still got to prove to win arbitration. You still got to prove that. And that's not easy to prove. At the end of the day, this is no different from an NFL wide receiver or quarterback or whoever. You sign a contract, but you think you outplayed it. That's not enough to win arbitration. I mean, it's just one of those situations. There were advantages why he signed it at the time, and just like any other sport, the market changes. And I and I still feel like this is going to come up to what the Braves want to do. And just because you say you want to bring a Brave for life, that doesn't. I mean, from a moral standpoint, and and letting the fans know and all that, that's fine and dandy. But that doesn't that doesn't move a general manager or owner of baseball to say, oh, well, Acuna, he said he wants to be with. Him. Well, do we need to pay him now? not. Can I I mean especially they like with five years left of team control. It's gonna take the Braves to want to do the wanna do if they feel like that's the right thing, if he's outplayed it. If he if they don't feel like this, this is stretch on. I doubt it very seriously he'll win this arbitration. And I like Acuna, but I doubt it very seriously he'll win this arbitration. 877, 37 grind. All right, so uh, let's switch into the NFL. Um, and before we kind of do that, um, we've got some breaking news coming in that I just saw my phone and Jones put it up here on the big screen. Uh, Tiger Woods uh, has withdrawn uh, in the second round uh, from this tournament um, and has stated what, I guess, due to illness, they're saying. Um, yeah. Well, look, Conor uh, was a little bit, you know, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, this is what I feared when, you know, he met with the media a few weeks back and said that he's felt greater than ever and he feels fine. I've told you, I fell for it two years ago. Uh really I did. Uh me being a Tiger Woods fan and an apologist, I fell for it two years ago. But the reality of it is, man, until you go out there, until you I mean you can practice at home at Jupiter one day a week, two days a week, and hit, you know, four hundred balls on the range. You can go play at your home golf course and, and basically go play nine. Maybe some of the times Tigers is, you know, riding a golf cart at that time when he's practicing and not really walking on that leg. You have to really get out there to do it. Uh, he said yesterday he'd be rusty, but this is the fear that I have with Tiger Woods, where the mind at 48 years old might not willing to get lay it down and feel like he can go out there with the young guys. But what is the body telling you? There's a lot of surgeries, a lot of metal in him, and it's a lot of wear and tear. And uh, he has just unfortunately put a lot of twerk on his body over the last 30 years or 40 years in golf and it is what it is. Father times undefeated. I hope this is a bump in the road. I hope at least he can be you know, he can compete in tournaments his majors, but the one thing that tells me before even going on, it's a red flag. It still goes back and we talked about this as well too the other day. Uh it goes back to the practice. You know, this is a red flag because if you're sitting there and you're having to withdraw and they say illness because they don't want to say back problems or knee palm or whatever, but that's what it is. Um, How are you going to be able to practice and get a busier schedule that you need to have in order to compete? And when I say compete, I mean make cuts and be around for the weekend. Um, Again, just leave it on this note. I've been sent borrowed time. Borrow time that we're seeing tiger walk competitive golf for eighteen holes. Bar time. eight seven seven, three seven grind. very disturbing, especially the time these had off already since last masters and time to try to get right and go this procedure and 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 you and you have to leave like this. Uh,
0: what's the well just like anybody else who tries to get back to physical you know exertion after some time off and I know he's been obviously put he's putting rounds and practice and such but this being his first event I'm sure there's some tweaking that he has to do to his routine as he enters 2024 and he wasn't wasn't likely to make the cut anyway um so we're just withdrawing at this point save the body a little bit more and go back to the drawing board about how to
1: prepare for the next one. Yeah, but you can know how to prepare, man, but for all the times undefeated. I mean, to me, it's a, I'm a big Tiger Woods fan, man. I want to see him out there. But the last competitive golf tournament he was in was the Masters. That's last April. We're almost to a year to the date since the last time he played. You taking this time off, you've done surgery, you've had some practice rounds, you've been healthy, you've been working out, and you get out and have to withdraw – In the second round, it's not to me, it's not too much about preparing and knowing what to do. It just comes down to is your body going to keep in mind, Tiger spends about two hours with a team of like eight to nine people working on his body before he even goes to the range and warms up. That routine, you talk about routines, that routine has been like that of him for the last damn near seven years minimum. So you have that, and you have a situation where evidently this has something to do with what he was dealing with yesterday, and the back spasms. It it don't look good. It don't look good, you know. And I keep saying this until he can complete four rounds, not be in top ten, not win top five. I'm talking about until he can complete, make the cut, and walk four rounds without withdrawing. I'm I'm going to be skeptical because I know in his mind he still got it. I know in his mind he can walk, he can he can play through any golf course. He can play with his mind and know how to be competitive with guys 20, 25 years younger than him. But his body is the problem. The wrecks, the back surgery, the the wreck with the leg, the whole deal. You know, the plantar fasciitis that made him shut down last year. But we'll see how it plays out. 877. 3-7 grind. All right. So, finally, switching gears to the National Football League. Um, news today, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be facing a two-game ban. Suspension. Uh, suspension or ban for PEDs.
0: It's a suspension. It's not ban. I know you don't like the guy, but
1: a ban is a so harsh term. It's been reported like that on no, major it's a suspension. sites, bro. Two game suspension ban for PDS. It's for PDS. Suspe- tomato, tomato. What, what what difference does that make? Ban or suspend? He can't play for two games because of the. It's the, the intensity PD. of the word. A ban. The intensity of the word. Yes. All right, Jonas. The intensity, Mister. Clarify everything by the letter of the book. And you're gonna sit there and say, "Oh, well, it's the intensity of everything." Suspended, man. I don't, I don't even have the energy you got to a argue with you today. Two game suspension. Yes. For PDS. Yes, not a good look. Um, and it's kind of strange. I mean, and it's a tough spot he's in uh, because you know he was going to be without a home. Um, you know, he, he wasn't going to be in the Raiders' plans, and then he throws his hat into free agency. But now, two-game suspension. And the reason why I say it's not a good look is because keep in mind the way the NFL policy set up. That means he's already had other drug, failed drug tests before they suspend you, you know. So um, two games is not that much. But again, for PDs, it's probably his, it's, It and that's, you know, it's his first offense to be suspended, but it's not his first suspense in regards to being on a, you know, "quote unquote" failed drug tests. Because by the time they suspend you, you've already failed at least once or twice. But they've got to keep that under wraps.
0: Now, where mm-hmm. this stems from is he reportedly used a prescribed medication without having a valid "quote" therapeutic use exemption. Could be
1: anything. We'll P- see. Performance enhancing. Yeah. Hey, uh, from Schefter, he, Jimmy G's
0: not appealing it,
1: and he'll miss the first two games. Performance enhancing. Not on the list. When you're a professional athlete, like we've said, for all others, um, you got to be aware of what you put in your body. And there's a list a mile long, according to the NFL players agreement, with the union and with the, the league that has substance you can't take. You know, um, hell, I remember somebody got uh, popped because they were taking like fertility pills to help get pregnancy, their wife get pregnant. That's something they can't do that. Popped up. So, um, and him not appealing it tells you all you need to know as well, too. And not necessarily thinking that Jimmy was trying to cheat or do whatever, but evidently he have to know exactly what that is uh, that basically he might have had that could have been sketchy, that could have been in his system, uh, that would have caused that. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll see how that affects his free agency. Um, when he sits with his uh, two two game band. Eight seven seven, three seven grind. Um, also, NFL news-wise, and I like Jimmy Garoppolo. What are you talking about? I don't like Jimmy. I like oh, Jimmy. Oh, you don't
0: like Jimmy. Come on.
1: Why don't I like Jimmy? Yeah, I like Jimmy. he was overrated. No, wrong yeah. show. no. Wrong show. I think Jim, back no. And forth on it for a while. No, I like Jimmy. I think, first of all, Jimmy was on the 49ers when I was pushing the honk for the 49ers before anybody in this region even talked 49ers football. That's that number he couldn't one. couldn't get it done. That's number one, no. I just think what I've always said about Jimmy is I felt that Bill Belichick could have got it done if Tom wouldn't have ran him out of town. Um, no, I've never been a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but I've never sit there and said that he's he's overrated. I've kind of defended him because people feel like, well, he gets hurt or he can't. And I've said all he does is win. I mean, he wins. I mean, does can he throw the ball downfield? Now, what I did say is I knew that it wasn't going to work with Devontae Adams. Because Devontae Adams is used to having that, come, especially coming off of Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, he used to having that deep ball sit there pretty. I knew when Josh McDaniels brought Jimmy Garoppolo over that it wasn't going to be that. It was going to be a lot of dink and dunk, which Adam, Devonte Adams, you know, spoke his, uh, you know, d- disagreement with that. And the next thing you know, Antonio Pierce gets the job, and they bench him. And they, they most likely was going to move on from. Him. So no, I've never been down on Jimmy. I mean, I think he's wins. I don't know if I take him as a quarterback at the stage of really what's going on. But he can he can win ball games. But he's he's probably one of those not as bad as let's say a Russell Wilson where his age is at. But he is one of those that needs quite a bit around him. He's definitely needs protection around him in the right system. Uh, but he'll be out two games. Uh, also, uh, speaking of. Um, Football. Taylor Swift donated a hundred thousand uh, to the family of the woman that uh, was killed in the shooting at the parade. The DJ, the local radio uh disc jockey so i thought that was a good gesture she donated a hundred thousand uh to her family still a sad situation getting through um the motive like we kind of talked you said it's a disagreement argument gone wrong just the fact that they're juvies man it's just is, is alarming it's just crazy it just shows you where the country's at and where there's a certain generation at as well too uh but shots out to taylor i know she's taking a lot of heat uh um over the um past year uh depends on it's never it's no in between you're sick of her and you think it's ridiculous or you love her and you just want to have your membership to Swifties it's it's just the way it is but that's a good gesture that she did and speaking of Kansas City okay um pretty much legendary of Kansas City um says uh, that sneed, sneed says that, pay me, pay me. He was on the Up and Adams show uh, yesterday, and he was talking about pay me, pay me, but he hopes that Kansas City has enough money to pay him and Chris Jones. I want to comment to that when we get back uh, as well. Also, we've got some news on a recent Hall of Famer inductee as well. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing spinning 1 and 2 Zombie Friday. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis, and we have been broadcasting from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this last segment of the day and the week is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words of key to any perfect cocktail. And that is Zing Zang makes you try out all their pre made alcoholic drinks that come in all different flavors. All right, but whatever you do, make sure you. Zing Zang responsibly. That is Zing Zhang official sponsor of the sports crime. Um all right. So um backing up real quick what we were talking about coming to the to the break. Um so on the Up and Adams show, um, you know, he makes Sneed makes the comments of pay me, pay me, pay me. But in the same breath, he says, well, I hope that they find a way to pay both me and Chris Jones. Um, Again, I know it sounds like a broken record, but this is what makes it so difficult uh, to keep dynasties in the football together. Uh, Because and when you have a Super Bowl, because see, a team can work to a common goal. And that is to win a Lombardi Trophy. There's only going to be one team happy at the end of the year out of 32 teams, and that's the team that's hosting the trophy. And for the last two years, it's been the Kansas City Chiefs. But when people buy in for a common goal, like, hey, we're going to try to run it back, or we're trying to get this Super Bowl, everything's fine and dandy. But when you accomplish that, and especially when you're on the second Super Bowl, because I believe that would be Snead's second ring that he won, I don't think he was on the team for the first one. I don't think so. Um, You want to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid. Um, And to be honest with you, you know, that's where it becomes challenging. Um, Now, if I would ask the question, which one would be more priority to sign, in my opinion, it would probably be Snead. Because as as much as and trust me, Chris Jones is very important to Kansas City's defense. But I think, like I said the other day, when we talked about this, you can find somebody in the late first round, early seconds and thirds that can be a dominant uh, that you can coach up, especially with a defensive coordinator like Spagnola as to get pressure on the quarterback. And, and, and stop be a good against the run because Chris does both of them very well. He's, stop, he's good against the run, and he can also get pressure on the quarterback. I just feel, and I think it's probably going to be cheaper for the Kansas City Chiefs to sign Sneed than Jones. But, hey, they might find a way to sign both of them, okay? But I'm just bringing that up because we're fresh off of the Super Bowl, not even a week old yet. And you have one of the stars on the defense that is screaming, pay me, pay me, pay me, you know. So it should be an interesting offseason for everybody, just not the Chiefs, but for them as well, too. And, you know, I didn't bring this. I know I brought it up with Spagnola talking about, hey, man, this is a guy that's won a Super Bowl as a coordinator, a total of four rings now and with two different teams. But I've been a fan of Spags, but I think, you know. I'm going to have to start putting him in my um, early stages of my Mount Rushmore of DCs in the history of the NFL that I've been alive and watching. Um, because he doesn't get, a, it, it, to me, he doesn't get the run as the other two guys that I have on there uh, on that Mount Rushmore of defensive coordinators, uh, Jim Johnson, the late, great Jim Johnson. You know, of uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, Dick LeBeau. Long time Dick LeBeau uh, defensive coordinator, which I don't think Dick's no longer with us either, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if he's still alive as well. I know Jim Johnson's not. Um, but Dick LeBeau. Those, those are two guys He's oh, yeah. 86 and still 86, with us. He's still with us. Good thing Dick's still kicking. Pause. But LeBeau... And Jim Johnson, and I'm probably missing one. I would have to, definitely. I'm gonna put, uh, I'm gonna put Buddy Ryan, the late Buddy Ryan, on there. And I think I'm gonna probably put. I would have to put Wade Phillips on there and make some room for Spag. He's he's. I think four four Super Bowls, and you take down a 15 and 0 New England team that was averaging like 45, 50 points a game that year almost. You beat Tom twice, but that was a special team with Randy Moss. And then you basically go ahead and beat the San Francisco's 49ers against Kyle Shanahan twice. That day he he's there. He he's there. How many are you allowed on Mount Rushmore again?
0: I'm not mistaken. There's four. Four.
1: Four presidents up there? Um so I said Jim Johnson, Dick Lebeau, Wade Phillips, and well, they well, yeah, he would make he would make four. If I go, Dick LeBeau, Jim Johnson, Wade, Wade Phillips, I thought I named somebody else before I got to Spagnola a while ago, but if you put Spags on there, that would be four. That that'd probably be right. That'd probably be right. You don't think In
0: Belichick's L-? up there as a defensive
1: mind? I think Belichick's technically defensive
0: coordinator. Well, he yeah. has been and hasn't been. Throughout yeah. his tenure as head coach,
1: no, because I, I, I'm going to put him uh, now. Of course, if he stayed the past of a defensive coordinator, of course you'd have to put him on there. But I think I, I'm talking about guys that really they're known more for being a defensive coordinator than a head coach. Now, like Wade Phillips took his crack a couple times at head coach, wasn't a head coach, but hell of a defensive coordinator. Buddy Ryan took his cracks at head coach with Philly. Sim won't say it was a disaster, but semi-successful, but. Forty-six defense, Chicago as a coordinator. Uh, you know, Houston Oilers punching Gil right in the nose. He's he's his place is for a coordinator. So my my Mount Rushmore is strictly yes, Bill Belichick. Without is one of the best defensive minds ever to be around football. But I'm just talking to Mount Rushmores of defensive coordinators. Spags got his shot as a coach, didn't really work out, but he's all world as a DC. Uh, but no, nah, that's that's probably definitely would be. Uh, my four in, in, in that aspect And again You know you would like to think And, and I think he's on the verge You know uh, I know uh, Pat McAfee had him on the show the other day um, He's on the verge of Getting in that rotation As some of those other Because you I mean trust me In the 90s Early 90s And pretty much on Dick LeBeau was like I mean that was You would swore Dick was a head coach you know, he was like, he was well respected, even from the commentary. You heard his name around all the time. Jim Johnson was kind of like that too. And of course, <clears throat> Buddy Ryan, because of his personality and the whole personality of that eighty five Bears team. And speaking of that eighty five Bears team, um it did come out this morning, uh, that uh newly Hall of Famer, uh, that just went in. A legendary Bears player, Steve McMichael, is in hospital. Now, there's reports out there that he's being treated for pneumonia. Others said that he's dealing with the severity of a bad urinary tract infection. So either one you believe in, he's been checked into a hospital. Uh, He was just announced as part of this Hall of Fame group uh, that just came in, the 24 class. Um, And I think, you know, fortunately I'm old enough to see uh Steven Michael play, I remember. I was a kid at the time. Uh, but, I mean, everybody on that D-line was a beast in that 85-bear. Now, of course, it was a different game played. You could close line quarterbacks. You could basically, you know, toss quarterbacks to the ground. It, it was different. But that in my lifetime, without a doubt, and, and I've heard quarterbacks that played in that era that had to play against them, that is probably the most feared front in, in in NFL history, it's it's one of the top two or three. I mean, of course, you can go to some of those Steelers steel curtains in the 70s. But the personality, especially with a Steve McMichael, you know, or Richard Dent, uh Marsh there's there's just uh you know singletary at the at the linebacker position. They were just feared. So it, it's kinda surprising it took this long to get him in the Hall of Fame. I think everybody on that D line and that eighty five Bear team and that two year run should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of surprising that it took him that long, but I hope he uh makes a recovery but he's definitely been checked into the uh, hospital according to uh different reports uh here. Eight seven seven grind. Um, Also, uh, what else we got here? Um, I know you just, we we got some news. We were talking about fines earlier, and you let me know Tyron Liu has been fined $35,000 for criticizing the official, uh, saying the official cheated. Um, Same thing. I love Tyron Liu. I like the job he's doing. Fine should be six figures in this day and time. You know, it's different. And I think, you know, the coach, did that just come down the wire? Did he just get hit with that?
0: Yeah, it just came. Like, literally, it just come down the mm-hmm. wire. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're probably within 30 minutes or so of it. But uh, yeah. this, this is from Wednesday night. Uh-huh. The Clippers win at Golden State. Uh, he, They had rallied, of course, and he yelled to his players and staff, where are the refs at now? Cheating.
1: That's all they be doing. Um... Yeah, I you know, to me, I I just think um i I say what I just said a couple of segments ago, um, you know, in regards to about Trey Young and the money sign. Um you you've gotta come hard down on it. And I and I think, you know, one of the things is is that um you have to look at and it just goes back to what I was saying a few segments ago. It's about it protecting the integrity of the perception of the integrity of the sport. And, you know, 15, hell, even five years ago, okay, six years ago, you could see a coach saying they cheated us tonight or the refs cheated for them. No really big deal. In this day and age and climate, since the partnerships and they teamed up with these books and these is shoving down your throat in regards to these apps and, you know, uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, Betting on NBA, ESPN's official book. You've got and these are your partners. you got to come down with a fist because I and, and to the players and coaches defense, you know, a Trey Young and even a Tyrone Lue and to their defense a little bit. They're not, you know, they're not thinking about the on the long of the lines of what I'm think what I'm talking about like they're not sitting there thinking like oh well you know if I say this then people think the game they're just it's just like a it's just like language how we used to say things you know 15 20 years ago we used to communicate amongst some of us used to communicate amongst ourselves a certain way it's not really accepted anymore you know and and I think you know it's the same way as well you can say certain things Five, six years ago about that or a bad officiated game or missed call. You got to be careful. In my opinion, you got to be careful how you position this now, because, again, that is part of protecting the integrity of the game. That's just the reality, you know, because if you have Tyrone Lowe said we were cheated tonight or the refs cheated for them. What is the kid that's 21 that's still living in his parents' basement that got $50 on the Clippers that night think? He's going to think it's fixed. He's going to think that, yeah, they did cheat. He's going to think that, man, we've got like 18 Donnie Hughes in, in the league irresponsible. I know coaches have emotion. I mean cuz I watched that game and Tyron Lou, he's one of he he very rarely gets ejected. I, I mean I bet you can count on one hand how many times Tyron Lou's been ejected in his coaching career and he was hotter than fish grease, but I think also he was trying to get a reaction from his team and have them respond as well too. Um so I just feel that, you know, it was a little bit out of character for him. But to double down and say, hey, they cheated us tonight or whatever, you you just can't you just can't do that. And they and they'll get along. They'll they'll catch it. The league will catch on and you and you will see these fines. And that talking that induendo, you will see these fines get a little bit more uh stiff as well. Um, got a message here from on um, Facebook from Kansas City Rob DM. He says would you put Chuck Knoll on route, um, Rushmore? Won a Super Bowl and AFL championship as a DC and went on to win four Super Bowls with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Casey, Rob, I would say the same thing I tell Jonas about Bill. I would say no, because Chuck Noll, you know, um, was known more of his four Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, than really being a defensive coordinator, some people will not even remember that or know that that he was a defensive coordinator. Because if I put him on there, then it falls in the same question Jonas asked me. Yeah, then you put you put uh, Bill Belichick on there, but no, I've got a lot of respect for Chuck Noll. But I'm just talking about guys that are true DC coordinators. I mean, there was a write up the other day talking about Spags has earned his right for another shot. Now this is before the contract extension, but I don't think spags really wants another shot at a head coach i think that if you're if you're with an organization that is going to make sure that you're one of the highest paid defensive coordinators uh in the nfl and you are coaching a defense that has the luxury of having patrick mahomes and andy Reid on the other side do you understand how much easier your job is to even call a defense under those circumstances let alone as if you're a talented of his mind as Steve Spagnuolo is. So I don't really think Steve is going to be any rush of going anywhere. I think he might outlast Andy Reid at Kansas City, to be honest with you. Or who knows? He could be the coach in waiting to take over once Andy's done. I don't know. You know, but the truth of the matter is, is that um, no, I mean, spags, I'm talking about guys that are really coordinators, household name coordinators. And that's why I go back to Jim Johnson, those Dick LeBeau guys, because they were really um, When you look at some of the players they even coach uh, that were all pro, all Madden, Hall of Famers, um, they just stand out to me as defensive coordinators. And we can have our Mount Rushmore for coaches, and definitely you can make a case that Chuck Knoll could be on the Mount Rushmore of coaches, along with Bill, Don Shula, and guys like that, Lombardi and stuff like that. 877 uh three seven grind um also, what else? I think I covered everything that I kind of wanted to get before we got it. Hey, did we ever we, you know we're in the week, you know we'll be officially entering this whole phase of NFL combine and you know personal workouts. Did we ever get the final percentage on the uh foundation of where I landed? I know last week I finished with the two and two. Because I had the 49ers first half and uh, for a money line and spray. They covered that, but they end up dropping, giving up the draws um, on the back end for the game. But, um, yeah, when you look at it, I think it should have been like around maybe, what, 54%? Between 54 and 57? Somewhere around there? Uh, it's 54% overall. Yeah, uh, you're okay. sitting at
0: 55% at the end of the year in the NFL. 55% correct. Again, oh, yeah. I, fa- I don't factor a push as correct. Um, um, Because you don't win. You don't lose, but you didn't win. Uh, so 55% on the NFL uh, with an overall record of 55-43-1. And uh, 50.9% in college football, uh, 26-23-2. Uh, you, that really, that national championship game. Hurts, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's. Imp- I mean, I'll pat myself on the back. I mean, the goal is to try to be at fifty, fifty-two at least. But to be around that fifty-five range, fifty-four—that's um, you know, that's handicapper stuff. But it's. I mean, it's. It's not that easy to do, but definitely um, not too bad of a season overall in the foundation picks, at least when it comes. Uh, to that. Well, and of course,
0: there was only one year that we did it where we talked about actual unit plays, right? Where you would put one unit or two units or three units. So depending on how you
1: would have played that throughout the year,
0: eh, I mean, you came out on top anyway.
1: Well, yeah. Well, the units really don't factor into what the overall percentage not is. Not overall percentage, yeah, just it's, it's overall winnings. Yeah, but yeah, in regards if you were unit tracking, but we're not unit tracking because it does make a difference because it's not legal here in Texas. So, um, But anyway, um, no, I think I got pretty much everything I wanted to today out of the docket. Um, you know, just so another that is, week without a Black History fact. Oh my goodness! And time is running out, man. We'll see if we can go every day next week. But it's funny, you only remind me as the music's playing as well. It's not like you remind me the it's first hour, you. so you can write, you can read between it the lines if you want on to on that as well you. too. I've had my fact. That day. is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Mr. Jonas Clark, San Antonio, Abilene, people up in the Maha City, in Denver, people up in Tyler, people in the Shah City, and people down the whole three hundred five South Florida region. Emma people. Down the radio when that alarm goes off Monday morning for you the snooze button for you out the rack just ask yourself you grind in peace. See y'all Monday.
2: When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift
0: is all you need.
2: A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas. White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave double distilled and aged in european white oak barrels maestro dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery maestro dobel is the official tequila of the pga tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind please drink responsibly it's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with specs specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel from craft beer, rare spirits and world class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same day delivery when you order online or through the app. Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, Shout! cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Spex and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Spex has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Spex. The fun starts here.